transforming care through genomic medicine, personalized therapeutics, health services and outcomes research, and innovations in healthcare delivery. We're Children's Mercy Kansas City, presenting our audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. The topic today is Oncology Biorepository, Banking on Finding Answers for Childhood Cancers. My guest is Dr. Erin Guest. She's a pediatric hematologist-oncologist at Children's Mercy Kansas City and assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Guest, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I guess one of the, the challenges in oncology, right, whether it's pediatric oncology, adult oncology, is really understanding why one patient responds well to a certain treatment and another patient doesn't. Um, Tell us a little bit then about the inspiration for the biorepository. Well, we have have over 200 new patients per year here at Children's Mercy with Cancer. And of course, we focus on on curing those patients and, you know, giving them the very best and latest clinical treatment. But when they're going through their treatment, they sometimes have leftover tumor samples and blood samples and bone marrow and so forth that ends up getting stored in the pathology lab. And I think for the best benefit of our patients and for our research community, we wanted to be able to offer to the patients and families to be able to donate those samples to research. So through having a tumor bank, we can store those samples and then they can be made available to researchers at Children's Mercy and at KU and within our community. The big goal being to hopefully improve the cure rates, improve the treatments, and even decrease toxicities if we can find better treatments for these types of cancers. So when there's a sample that is added to the tumor bank, tell us how exactly is that sample being used um, and in in what research um, and and what so far has come out of, of banking these kind of tissue samples? Well, the tumor bank's actually really new. We just kicked it off in January of 2017. So we've been doing, we've been rolling patients for a few months now. And then what we do is we, we ask patients if they'd like to donate their leftover tumors and tissues and if they'd like to give us a sample of blood. Um, and so then those samples have been stored within a laboratory at Children's Mercy. And we, we actually extract DNA and RNA from them at the time that we store them. We also store, for instance, a part of the blood called plasma, um, and we store even live cells. So those cells could eventually be grown in tissue cultures, and uh, new types of drugs could be tested against those tumor cells to see what might work best against them. So we freeze all of these samples and store them in this laboratory, and then we also store with it data. So we know, you know, how old the patient was at the time they were diagnosed, and what type of treatment they were given, and um, if they had a good response to treatment or if the tumor came back, um, and then that can be provided to researchers. So we have several projects that are that are already underway, even though the tumor bank is so brand new, but we have a couple of leukemia projects that are planning on using these live cells to take a look at what the genomics of the and what how treatments might be designed the, to treat that very specific type of leukemia and that type of mutation. That are in. Um, we have another project where our infectious disease doctors are, are interested in seeing um, what how cancer patients can metabolize certain antifungal drugs. So sometimes we have to treat our patients with medicines to try to prevent fungal infections, and sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't. So we don't know 
very well yet why that is, and maybe there's differences in how the patients handle those drugs. So that's an example right. of a project that is actually not using the, the cancer cells themselves, but it's actually using the patient's blood and their DNA, which we have stored within the tumor bank as well. Um, and then right. there's another project where we are taking samples from patients who have brain tumors that are biopsied, and we store those live cells that can then be grown in culture and, and tested to understand why some patients get and why some respond differently to different treatments. So these are all projects that are being done by different researchers Mercy that are collaborating with folks at KU and around the community, um, and they they're able to use this resource um, and I think you know really honor the patient's donation to the biobank by by developing this all of these new findings that are hopefully going to improve right, the cures right. for these diseases. So you had mentioned that uh, Children's Mercy uh, takes care of what two hundred new uh, cancer patients a year, right? So mm-hmm. out of that number, how how many how many um, families are willing to give or donate the tissue samples to the bank? And, and when they do, what are some of their concerns? Well, I would say the overwhelming majority of families are very excited and happy to get to do this. I think they, they realize that um, their, if their child's tumor is no longer needed for clinical purposes, um, that, you know, it's best used for research and they want to help other kids. I mean, that's really the benefit is they know that they're helping other children in the future and helping them to suffer less, hope better chance for cure with less toxic side effects. And our families, um, so far, we've had about 40 enrolled. I think we've maybe had one family that declined. And I think I think sometimes when you know, the families can just be so overwhelmed with the diagnosis of cancer uh, that it's that it's hard to think about other issues in the, in the future. But for a lot of families, I think that, you know, they really get excited about that opportunity to take it. And sometimes we even have families who, in the past, before we had this biobank, have asked, you know, can we donate our child's tumor? Is there something to do with it to help other kids in the future? And, and there are some national biobanks also that we, and we participate in that. Um, for example, through the Children's Oncology Group, we do offer that to our patients as well. But I think it's really neat to be able to see it on a local level because then our families can see that, you know, really what the outcomes are of the research that they're donating to. Right, right. And, and so this particular uh, tumor bank at Children's Mercy, is it just for researchers from Children's Mercy or in, in the local area? Or is it open to anybody who, who's doing research that's obviously been vetted by Children's Mercy and accepted? But are, do you keep it local, or uh-huh. how does that work? Well, it's mo- it's mostly local, but it could potentially be, you know, be- we'd love for it to become part of national collaborations as well. Um, we, we're really open to it, supporting research um, with lots of different groups. Uh, we definitely want to keep a Children's Mercy researcher involved with each project because we want to make sure that that we're honoring our patients' wishes and, and uh, being able to give that feedback to our patients about what is happening with the biobank here on a local level. Um, so hopefully it's going to support for many, many years to come, lots of different projects in, in different cancers and, you know, with different groups. So, you know, the cancer genomic um, field is growing leaps and bounds, understanding the genetics of a cancer and how that um, plays out in individual patients and, and what treatments may or may not work. So that's a, a huge area of study. How does the tumor bank um, aid in understanding the genomics of cancer? 
Well, that's a great question. Um, as we've we've thought a lot about that as we've put the biobank together, and so as each patient's blood sample or tumor sample goes to the biobank, we immediately take the DNA and RNA from those samples and store that also, so that we can we have that ability then to do genomics work with, with these samples in the future. So essentially, we could study the genomics of patients with healthy blood cells, and, and that may help us understand why a patient developed cancer um, or why they were maybe responded well or didn't respond well based on their genetics. Um, and then when we study the, the genetic genomics of the tumor, then that can help us understand what other tre- targeted treatments might work better for that for that patient's tumor. So at the you know it's, it's more of on a research level at the moment, but as we develop those resources, we're doing both so that a patient when they sign up for the tumor bank can then opt in and say, not only do I want to donate my tumor to this research bank, but I would like you to go ahead and do sequencing and then and report back that. So that hopefully that can help guide their treatment and and give them even more benefit to being part of that tumor bank. Yeah, it, we're learning too that it's the the the, gen, the genomics of a of a specific cancer. Um, you know it. You know, you know, one type of cancer could act very differently in in different patients, and I think that's a a, a very interesting aspect of of current research uh, in in cancer genomics. Um, mm-hmm. When when you're when you're laying this out and you're taking the DNA and the RNA, are there um, issues with how stable these molecules are and and how um, you're you're able to store them and and reserve them um, for research? Is there new technology that you guys are using to ensure the stability of the DNA and RNA? Sure. I, um, the, the RNA is the trickiest, for sure, and it, it really relies on getting good quality samples. If the, if the tumor comes from the patient uh, intact and without a lot of necrosis within the tumor, then that's the best for being able to get intact DNA. Uh, DNA stores for a long time and, and really maintains Quality and RNA can have some breakdown over time, uh, but there are some tricks that we can do when we first extract those to be able to store them for long term, and that's part of why we're doing the extractions up front. There are some biobanks that may store a tumor and then later on, years down the road, go back, try to extract the DNA and RNA, and then in that case, it usually isn't as good of quality. So uh, I think that that's been a nice part of the biobank as we have set it up to be able to have that ability to store it from every tumor right up right. front and every patient up front as well. So, Dr. Dr. Guess, as somebody who is trained, fellowship trained in hematology, oncology, and you see something and, and being a part of creating and developing this oncology biorepository, uh, what, what's your hope for this? Where do you see this going? What what does the future look like for the diagnosis and treatment of pediatric cancers? Well, my this the biobank's really been a dream of mine for a few years because I have had patients in the past who have said, "Well, I really want you to be able to do something with my tumor. You know, remove this and it's sitting in a freezer. Let's do something with it and let's make treatments better and let's get better cures." And so that to me is the most important is being able to offer this as service for our patients where they feel like they can give back. And then as a core research 
resource for our research community within Children's Mercy and then beyond. I I think it's critical. We can't do research in pediatric cancer unless we have the tissues to use um, to be able to do that research. We need the cells to grow so that we can test drugs. We need the DNA so that we can do the genomics and really understand the differences between cancers. And, and then the, the clinical data that goes along with these tumors is extremely important too because, you know, if we had, say we have two kidney tumors, if we just do research without knowing anything about the patient, then it's a, we're doing a little bit of research in the dark. But if we know, you know, we have, say we had two six-year-olds that both had kidney tumors, but one of them responded to treatment and one of them didn't, then we have that clinical data to sort of back that up, and then we can take right. that into a lab yeah. and really be able to hopefully determine why is that. And the more cases and the more material that we collect and the more powerful that data becomes to be able to detect the difference between different patients. So right. my goal is that this is, this is something that we continue indefinitely at Children's Mercy, and we build a, a, a big resource that will support research in the future, and, and we're going to see lots of different projects lots of publications be something that can support all of our researchers in the area. Yeah, this is it's really exciting and I think the um the results from this is going to be very amazing and impactful in the, you know the clinical practice of oncology. If there's a researcher who's ap- listening to the show Dr. Guest and they want to use some of these samples, what's the process for them um for the tumor bank Sure. We have an application form. So we ask our researchers just to let us know through this form uh, that what types of samples they would like, how many, um, and how they want them to be prepared and delivered for them, um, and then what clinical information they need. So we don't just automatically give all of the information about the treatment necessarily, but they would ask for specific pieces that they need for their project. And each project that will be formed does need to have an institutional review board approval. So projects that are simply using tissue or cells or DNA with, with no clinical information, um, then you know, we typically would not consider that human subject research. But if a researcher is really wanting to know patient-level data, and, uh, then, then the IRB can help them process and uh, making sure that, you know, that we are protecting the patient's right to, to confidentiality. So we have everything uh, all of our samples are barcoded and de-identified to myself included and all the researchers so that we protect that confidentiality. Right. Good. Um, so if a, pa- if a researcher then has an IRB-approved project and apply for those samples, they can go through me and, uh, and our tumor bank staff and we'll provide the samples. Wow. Fascinating work, Dr. Guest. I want to thank you for um, what you're doing with the tumor bank. I really, I really think that you're, you know, this is going to, really lay out some wonderful results in in cancer research. So great job, and thanks for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.